Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. What is the sheepfold, and what does Jesus mean when he says he's the Good Shepherd? Today, we're jumping right in. Starting in verse 1, we read, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. The sheepfold is the gate, the standard entryway for the sheep pen. And one commentator helps us better grasp a picture of the scene Jesus is setting. I want you to imagine it. Jesus described a flock of sheep in a fold or pen that had solid walls in only one door, gate. Imagine it. Evidently, the pen in view was a large enclosure some distance from any human dwelling place. It was far away. You'd, you'd have to take a hike. Customarily, several families who owned sheep that fed close together hired a watchman to guard the gate to such an exposed enclosure. Because remember, this, the place where the sheep lived, it was far from their homes. And this guard, he would admit authorized individuals, but would exclude the unauthorized who might want to steal or kill some of the sheep. Continuing in verses 2 and 3, Jesus shows us that unlike the thief or robber, he is authorized to care for the sheep. He's the Messiah, the good shepherd, the one sent to earth from God for a specific purpose. Here's the text. Verse 2, the one who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The doorkeeper opens the door for him and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He calls his own sheep by name. Let that sink in. His sheep by name. If you're a believer, you're his. You are in Christ, and he knows your name. Not just your first name, not just your nickname. He knows you. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I really struggle to remember people's names. This, this happens all the time whenever we get new Watermark Institute students. 40-plus students show up every fall, and I'll only have regular touch points with around three to five of them. And it's so difficult for me to remember the names of coworkers who I genuinely want to know, but I'm quick to forget the names of people who I don't bump shoulders with. On the flip side, there's Jesus. He's got a lot of sheep, a lot of kids, and he knows all our names. He's not like the distracted parent who, as most do, run through the names of everyone in the family before arriving at the correct child's name. I remember my mom going, Michael, Andrew, Abby, Maggie, uh, you're not the dog. Em Emma, Emma, can you, can you come help bring in the groceries? That was a common occurrence at my house, and I bet it is at yours too. But that's not the case with Jesus. He knows our names, verses four through five. When he has brought all his sheep out, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. They will never follow a stranger, but will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. And one commentator explains the uniqueness of Jesus's shepherd leadership like this. Many shepherds drove their sheep before them, and some of them used sheepdogs to help them. However, the shepherd in picture here, as many others did, went before his sheep and led them where he wanted to take them. This description reflects the style of Jesus's leadership. He led his disciples who followed him. His sheep follow him because they know his voice. They recognize him for who he is, namely their shepherd. 
Conversely, they will not follow false shepherds because their voice or teaching is strange to them. And and Jesus' leadership, as we know, was even more unique. Jesus says in John 10, verses 14 and 15, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And as I reflected on these couple verses, I was reminded immediately of a book the Watermark Communications team has been reading. It's called A Shepherd's Look at Psalm 23. And Psalm 23 begins with this key verse, the Lord is my shepherd. It's that simple. The Lord is my shepherd. So what does it mean for the Lord to be our shepherd? The author of that book, W. Philip Keller, he puts it like this. He says, David knew David knew from firsthand experience that the lot in life of any particular sheep depended upon the type of man who owned it. That means a sheep's standard of living is dependent upon its caretaker, its shepherd. Some men were gentle, he wrote, kind, intelligent, brave, and selfless in their devotion to their stock, their animals. Under one man, sheep would struggle, starve, and suffer endless hardship. In another's care, they'd simply flourish and thrive contentedly. So if the Lord is my shepherd, I should know something of his character and understand something of his ability. To meditate on this, Keller writes, I frequently go out at night and walk alone under the stars and remind myself of his majesty and might. Looking up at the star-studded sky, I remember that at least 250 million times 250 million such bodies, such stars, each larger than our sun, one of the smallest stars, honestly, have been scattered across the vast spaces of the universe by his hands. I recall that the planet Earth, which is my temporary home for a few short years, is so minute a speck of matter in space that if it were possible to transport our most powerful telescope to our nearest neighbor star, Alpha Centauri, and look back this way, the Earth could not even be seen, even with the aid of that powerful instrument. We are a speck. And all this is a bit humbling, he continues. It drains the ego from a man and put and puts things in proper perspective. It makes me see myself as a mere mite of material in such an enormous universe. Yet the staggering fact remains that Christ, the creator of such an enormous universe of overwhelming magnitude, designs to call himself my shepherd and invites me to consider myself his sheep his special object of affection and attention. Who better could care for me? Who could better care for us? We are under the care of the best caretaker of all time. But if I'm honest, I I know I am, and I, I think I'm not alone. We are quick to forget this fact. I mean, it is a fact that our shepherd, our caretaker, is the literal greatest of all time. And we're quick to forget, to worry, to grow insecure, to postpone or breeze through what could be quality time with him. Jesus says in verses 14 through 16, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not come from the sheepfold. I must bring them too and they will listen to my voice so that there will be one flock and one Shepherd, not only does Jesus know us and want a close, intimate relationship with us, he also wants to use us to make his name known. 
And in this case, contextually here in the chapter, Jesus was specifically speaking to Jewish listeners and showing them that his flock included Gentiles. Anyone, regardless of who you are or where you come from, can start a personal relationship with Christ. And who knows? The Good Shepherd might want to use you to invite your coworkers, your neighbors, roommates, or even other parents at your kid's school. He might want to use you to invite them into relationship with Him, the Savior of the world. And that's the thing. Our Good Shepherd is in the business of changing lives. That's what He does. So I think the question for us today might actually be, do I believe this to be true? And if so, am I willing to walk obediently living on mission? Jesus's audience in John 10 got frustrated by this charge. How will we respond? That's all we've got time for today. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.